and dyslexia and ADHD and other learning differences. Today I have Mackenzie here, who's a sixth grade student at the Briarwood School, where we are. My name's Dan Buck. I'm the director of the lower school. And we have Susan Lowell. Susan C. Lowell directs Reading and Literacy Clinic, a private practice in Northwestern Connecticut. Susan was a vice president of the board of directors of the International Dyslexia Association. She's the lead author on IDA's book, Basic Facts About Assessment of Dyslexia, Testing for Teaching, and she wrote the IDA Fact Sheet, Assessment of Dyslexia. As an advisor to the Office of Overseas Schools, U.S. Department of State, Susan served as a reading consultant for the U.S. International Schools and received a Fulbright Senior Specialist Award. Susan was an adjunct faculty member in the Graduate School of Simmons, Co Simmons College and at Bay Path University. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you, Ms. Lowell. I'm now going to... I'm now going to turn it over to Mackenzie, who has some questions for you. Hi. Okay. And see. My first question is, where did you go to school? I went to school at the University of Connecticut, um, oh. undergraduate, and then I worked for a year in a school, and I went back and did a master's, all at University of Connecticut. Oh, okay, great. How many books did you write? I wrote one book. Um, for the International Dyslexia Association. I have a copy of it to show you. And this is a book about assessment. And many people who have reading problems and dyslexia go for testing to find out what's happening and to see if there's something um, that can be helpful. So this book is called Assessment of Dyslexia and it's called Testing for Teaching. So the idea of assessment is to think about what's happening see if we know what to call this um, and give a diagnosis, for example, of dyslexia, and then make recommendations about what kind of teaching is gonna be helpful for kids that have difficulty with reading. So, and the book was written to support the International Dyslexia Association. It sold um, thousands of copies and all the proceeds benefit the association, which it was okay. really, I was really honored to be asked to write this. Um, okay. <laughs> How did you get interested in the study of dyslexia? I met my advisor in college, and she was someone that I really wanted to study with. It was a teacher that I really liked, um, and kind of went from there. So that was after I went to four years of college, and then was thinking about what I wanted to do before I went to graduate school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you still do workshops for teachers? I heard you did workshops. Yes, I do, and I love to. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. Um, do you know someone, do you, do you or someone you know personally have dyslexia? This is a really good question. Um, no one that I know, it doesn't run in my family and it does run in families. Um, but a lot of my students, when I was a professor and teaching at the college level, a lot of my students would be in school because they had dyslexia and they wanted to be a reading teacher and to understand more about reading and they wanted to make it easier for kids. 
because they remembered how difficult it was for them to learn to read. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, do you, well, what if I want to be an author when I grow up? What advice do you have for me? Um, that's a good question. Do you think about writing a book? Maybe. Yeah. Um, I didn't think about writing a book. Um, and a lot of the books in our field are written by the people who do the research and they find out something about reading or about reading instruction and they have new information and they share it with the field. Um, this book is really, my book is really a basic book. It's the second one in a series and it's basic facts. And I think of this as being a translator, translating the research, what we know works into practice, instruction, teaching. So that, that is my book. Um, and I think when you think about writing, um, you should write what you know and if you have anything that you wanna say or write about, I think that's a good starting place for writing a book. The other thing I found when I wrote the book was, I thought getting the first draft done was pretty much done. And then it ended up being a lot like being in school, where when you first write your paper, that's really just the beginning. Then you have lots of editing, then you have lots of rewriting. So mm -hmm. it took longer than I thought but it was very, very worthwhile. And I felt wonderful when it was done. And it's been um, something that's been very helpful in the field. It's been selling by the thousands every year, which is really wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other thing to say is that in the field of dyslexia, most people are teachers. There aren't too many people that do assessment, do the testing part. Um, so that, made this, I think, interesting for, to a lot of people who want to know more about what kind of tests do we do um, to identify dyslexia. So okay. does that, that help? Does it answer the question? Yeah, it helps. Oh, good. Um, what should I do when I feel sad about having dyslexia? Like if I feel insecure? Yeah. Um, I think everybody who has a learning problem um, and dyslexia has times when they feel insecure, times when they feel sad, maybe times when they feel anxious, maybe times when they feel frustrated, and sometimes downright mad or angry. Mm -hmm. And I think depending on personality, you have different feelings about this, but you, whenever you're not good at something, you always worry about your performance in that area and everybody has things they're not good at. So I think to think about this as a very common thing is helpful. Like I always tell kids, one in five who have average intelligence have difficulty with reading. Did you know that one in five? Mm -hmm. Anybody ever tell, yeah, that comes from Dr. Sally Shaywitz at Yale's research. So when I work with kids in my clinic, come in for testing, I will say, put up one hand and say, for every five kids who are as smart as anybody, one in five has their intelligence up here, average or above, 
and reading lower. So one in five. And the other thing to know is that this runs in families. It's very common, it runs in families. And the treatment is what teachers do to help a student. There's not anything that we can do on our own if we have dyslexia to fix it beyond just work really hard with a teacher. So dyslexia treatment is educational and that comes from Louisa Moat's first basic facts book. That basic, basic quote, dyslexia treatment, what makes this easier is a really good teacher. So those are things to think about, I think with dyslexia that you need a support from a teacher and you do need to work harder because if reading is hard, you need to spend more time at it to get good at it. And that's, that's the hard part. Mm -hmm. And then I think if you feel sad or bad or frustrated or discouraged, just acknowledge that it's okay to feel that way and let someone know that you feel that way, a friend, a teacher, um, your parents, favorite relative, counselor, and just let people know. And usually when you put things out there and you acknowledge how you feel, it makes you feel better and you'll find the support you need. Okay. Does that help? Yeah, that definitely helps. Um, Good. Do you have any advice for me, like just in general, like anything? I think the more you know about dyslexia, the better you'll feel about it. Um, I work with a lot of kids who come in and are very interested to know about this. And I think as you get older, um, if you know what this is, um, then it helps you understand what the treatment is and what helps. A lot of times, if kids don't know what is happening at school and school is hard and reading is hard, spelling and writing are hard. They all go together, reading, spelling and writing. If they're hard, sometimes kids think they're not smart and they don't understand the difference between thinking about their learning ability, what we would call cognitive testing or IQ. They don't understand that how smart they are is not necessarily related to how they learn to read. So, and a lot of times kids with dyslexia worry that they're not smart. Do you know anything about that? Has, has anyone ever talked to you about that or? Yes. A lot of times, and if you understand about dyslexia, then it often is helpful for you to realize this has nothing to do with how smart you are. And this is very common. One in five have difficulty with reading. Your brain is not, wired as we say it's not made for reading reading is an add-on skill that happened really late in human development did you know that reading happened really late oh. yeah. yeah reading is is hard for many people and it's particularly hard for one in five who need extra extra specially good teaching and more of it so that that's what we know about dyslexia and understanding this, I think, would be the most helpful thing as you get older, especially, and you understand, you know, this in different ways as you get older. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's all.
Okay. Can I ask you a question? How old are you? Um, 11. 11. Mm -hmm. And what grade are you in? A sixth grade. Oh, great. You had great questions. Definitely. Thank you. Good question. What do you want to be when you grow up, Mackenzie? Do you know? I want to be an author. An author, okay. Oh, wonderful. Awesome. What kind of books? I don't know. Okay. That's all right. You have a lot of time mm -hmm. to that for sure. That is great. Well, I hope this was helpful. Okay. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Thank you very much. So thank you so much, Mrs. Lowell, for, for coming in today. I really, really appreciate it. And Mackenzie, thank you for your time as well. Thank you. Um, until next time, this is Briarwood Kids Ask for Briarwood School. And uh, thanks again.